With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It's uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, an evergreen podcast production. Evergreen Podcast, by the way, hosts a diverse and dynamically curated blend of creative shows featuring a wide range of lifestyle and niche programming. I'm, I'm not comfortable with the word niche yet. You're going to have to you get there. You'll yeah. get there. Okay. Uh, the network features a myriad of entertaining shows rooted in high creative values and production quality, and uh, we fit right in with every one of those descriptive words. I'm not com- comfortable with myriad. Yeah. So this is Pit Pass <laughs> Motor Racing Weekly. Uh, Tony Wink, Scott Casper, and PJ Duran. How are you guys? Doing well, Scott. Thank you. Let's, I'm uh, good. let's talk before we go to our first guest who's waiting patiently in the pits. Um, I do want to give you a bit of an update on our good buddy who was on just last week, by the way. Malcolm Stewart Mookie had a bit of a bad get off, and uh, Malcolm sustained a broken femur uh, at the uh, round two of Monster Energy MA Supercross in Glendale and will now undergo surgery. Um, of course, that took place early in the 450 main event. Uh, Stewart was riding well and had just passed his teammate Vince Freeze and the whoops when he lost control at the end of the section and slammed into the next jump. So we knew it wasn't going to be good. We just didn't know how bad it was going to be. And we are uh, thinking and uh, we're also praying for him to have a speedy recovery and one that will be long lasting. Guys, uh, were you thrown? Did you see it? Yeah, oh yeah. I did. It didn't look good. He didn't move. It's never good when a rider stays down as long as he did. No. He, he hit the top of the whoop. The absolute worst. Right? I didn't go to the race. I actually flew out to, uh, went to Bean Canyon and rode this weekend up in uh, the Mojave Desert. And it was, oh. so we were, we watched it on TV like the rest of the schmucks, but it was, man, it was too bad. You know, and, and, and bad deal. Bad deal. When you have a kid like that, you know, it's his first full-time 450 ride you expect you, you know you you, you you hope for good things you hope that's what i mean to say yeah yep. well anyway the uh race was uh flagged red flagged as it were uh while he was being attended by uh the good guys at alpine stars uh mobile medical crew and they did an outstanding job with them uh, they did go ahead and restart the race under a staggered restart not sure that i like that but it is what it is, and again, we're praying for his recovery. You can look for more information on that and more at racerxonline.com. Let's go to Hot Topics. We'll go to PJ to start things off. PJ? The, uh, I would say the the biggest new news since our last broadcast in the road racing world would be that one Mr. Tommy Hayden has joined Estenson Racing 
as their director of racing operations, which is big news. Of course, uh, Essence and Racing, as we know from recently speaking with Mr. J.D. Beach, will be the home of J.D. Beach for 2019. That's solid. So that's uh, pretty cool. we got a bunch of flat trackers coming together around road race bikes is what it looks like. Well, it takes champions in every discipline, fellas, and uh, the works and AMA Heron Hound Nationals, of course, are no different. 2017 AMA and uh, work series were championed by none other than our very first guest. Tony, you want to do the honors? Yeah, Mr. Gary Sutherland. We've had him on before and always a good guest. We welcome him back. What's up, Gary? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Good. Are you, uh, are you enjoying the weather? Well, I'm sitting in my garage right now, and it's been raining, and uh, we had a good day of just uh, epic chocolate dirt today. So, yes, I'm enjoying the weather. <laughs> Where are you located, Gary? Uh, just Southern California. Where at, though? Uh, right by, basically by KTM, like Temecula area. Okay. So uh, it's... It, it, it was perfect. I mean, it was epic. And we had a little window of like three hours where it quit raining, and it was perfect. Does it get humid down there in those little windows of mm. opportunity? Not really. Uh, not too much. Not at all, really. You know, I, I was out there this weekend, and and I went up to Bean Canyon and rode. And uh, I've never—I'm sure you've been up there. There's—I've never seen the dirt that good up there, and it's because of the rain. It was hero dirt, epic. It was the best. Yeah, you know what's funny is I, I trail ride a bunch, and I've actually never been to Bean Canyon. I have a, a bunch of buddies that always go there, but I got some really good stuff from my house in Hesperia, California, which is up in the high desert. Um, so next time you're out, you should hit me up. We'll go. Uh, we'll go trail riding up there. Yeah, there I've epic trails good rocky technical stuff and some fat uh some fun like hill climbs like me too that's awesome we we actually ran into uh uh danny laporte and and don emler and a bunch of old dudes that were they they were out riding and it was it was busy actually because the dirt was so good but yeah i'll I'll hit you up next time well, we go am i misunderstanding or was emler or who's involved in the uh, joshua tree campfire situation what uh <laughs> <laughs> was there were there people actually burning Joshua trees? Aren't they on the? Uh... I don't think the owner of FMF did that. No, okay, all mm-hmm. right. I don't. I don't think Little D was out there. Like, <laughs> <stuff on> <laughs> no, this is Big D. I was, I was talking. I saw. I didn't see Little D. Oh, you didn't see Little D. No. I can't. He was I singing kid. karaoke somewhere. I think. Yeah, drinking Coors Light. You got it. So uh, let's talk about the. Uh, I want to talk about that Sprint Hero Racing Series. How's that going? Yeah. You know, it's good. I actually didn't do any um, last year, you know, and I've done six days and I love the format. And so this year, you know, I switched to KTM and it was a good little gauge to see kind of where we were sitting. I actually rode a bone stock bike, bone stock suspension, because um, I'm working with a new suspension guy. We just, with everything being crammed up with A1 and getting suspension from WP and stuff, I wasn't able to get my fork. So I rode stock suspension and it was a killer, like, fun event. Um, Saturday was, like, totally two different track conditions. Saturday was, like, super dry and slick. And then we got a bunch of rain uh, Saturday night. And so Sunday was, like, muddy and, like, hero dirt on the off-road. So it was kind of cool because it was two totally different days, basically. And, and the thing I like about sprint enduros, especially if it's, if it's over two days, is you get time to reset. Some people may not like that. They, they may like to... You know, to put the three-hour, there's a knack to putting a three-hour race together, or even a two-hour race, versus you have these short spurts where you can go out and you can you can kill it, and then you can come back and you can you can reset, you can get your mind straight, you can re- you can rest. More importantly for us old guys over here, but um, what are your thoughts on it? It's a different thing, isn't it, than a than a a long race? 
Yeah, you know, I like the I like both. I mean, the cool thing with like sprint, the Sprint Hero Series versus like a two hour race is like, you know, two hours you have some time. Like even if you're kind of like, oh man, I'm not feeling it or whatever. In a two hour race, you can kind of settle into a pace or like get your stuff together if you're not doing too, too hot. Um, whereas in the Sprint Heroes, it's like you have to be perfect from the the first time that you go through the banner. And you and you start ripping like you have to be precise and perfect, and it shows. You can't like you can't cheat the clock. You know what I mean? Like it's all it's all on you, and it's I, I love it. I love both styles, honestly, because the sprinting, you know, I feel like carries over to you know the long two hour races. Knowing where your like top speed is and where you can push the limits, I think is a huge thing. So I'm I'm loving doing some different stuff this year. Any grass track out there? I'm guessing not. Mm, <laughs> not too. I mean. Some grass track, like uh, where we actually burn in a rut track today, it was like super green because we've been getting all the moisture, like all this moisture, and so it was super green, but not like super grass, like you know, East Coast. But yeah, we have some grass tracks, like corner tracks and stuff. But as far as the race goes, um, it was all at Glen Helen Raceway, so it was basically brown. So the rest of them, Mesquite MX, um, some of the other ones I don't recognize. It looks like they're in some of. Some in California, some in Arizona. Um, oh, Canyon, yeah. I've been to. That's that's one that's right in town there. Yeah, Canyon's good. Like that'll be a super good one because it's uh, super rocky, technical, like real good off road. And I've rode some of that stuff out there from living in Arizona for a while, so I know that one will be good. Um, the Marysville track, I don't know how they're going to do one there because they basically have, I think, two motocross tracks. And then they have like a sand wash, and I know they do some uh, some races there, but I'll be interested to see how that one is. Um, but yeah, the the I think too with this series, it's growing, and even in the first day, from the first day to the second day, like the promoter, he learned a lot because Sean Redder sold Works, and Randy Perry's now the owner, and so there's a lot of changes going on in the Works series, and that series is ran by Works, so I think it's going to be good. You know, it's it's uh, as a guy that's making his living doing this and, and racing. Um, what's that like for when you're there and you see a, a a promoter organizer that has some things to learn? Do you do you try to help or do you just sit back and you know what I mean? I I, I try to voice my opinion as like helpful as possible because at the end of the day, like those guys are the those guys are going to be the ones that keep me having a job you know so and it's tough because some promoters don't want to hear it you know i've had you know it's nice it's nice when promoters will listen to you and like i mean you don't have to do everything a writer says of course but for them to listen and take take note on more than you know whether it's me or another writer we all get together and collectively talk to them and say hey these are some things i think we could tighten up and make it a better program and actually better for you is only going to bring more sponsors and more manufacturers in to help me get, you know, a better ride or more money or whatever it is, you know? So I think as riders, especially West Coast off road, we have to start working together a little more and keep these series from fighting each other on things and making it to where we're all working together and we can get as much exposure as possible so that we get, you know, a few more bigger rides like the GNCCs or adding teams now. And, you know, that would, I think that would definitely benefit the West coast. Gary, you, uh, are approaching what some might call journeyman status with your professional racing career. By no means do I mean to suggest it's you're anywhere near the end. Clearly, you're still going crazy strong. 
But when do you start thinking about how much more of this you could do? I mean, be it your body or your your uh, desire, one or the other. I mean, are are you still a hundred percent in and loving what you do on a daily? Yeah, I mean, I the, the the day that I'm not a hundred percent in is the day I want to stop because that's when you start getting hurt or make mistakes or just not. You know, if I'm not into it, like, yeah, I'll go get a real job again and go back to working. But uh, I think it's kind of funny too because you know I just had my second child and. And it's crazy because, yeah, there's times that I'm like, man, do I really want to take the risk? Do I really want to push it? But at the same time, like, I love what I do. I get to race a motorcycle for a living. I get to enjoy a somewhat open schedule to where I can go do stuff. And I still have time to, you know, if I need to go to my daughter's play at the middle of the day, I can, you know, I can move my training around and I can go do that. So um, I'm going to do it as long as I can and as long as I'm having fun. And, and I still feel like, honestly, at 31 now, I'm, I feel like my body's getting better and I'm getting stronger and I'm getting smarter and I'm, my riding's changing. So I, in off-road, I think, you know, like look at Mike Brown, Ty Davis, Desh Fiabbott, those guys all were competitive winning titles in their late 30s. So uh, do I think that the end is near for me? I, I hope not. But at the same time, like it all depends on the rides and being able to support my family. Speaking of Destry, I, I last time I was at Canyon, I saw him and you guys have a round there. How's he doing? I haven't we haven't talked to him in probably six months. You know, he's doing good. Um, you know, cancer free well, I mean, done doing chemo and everything's good and he's uh he's doing great. I think, you know, he's been he was at the sprint hero hero, him and his son were there. Uh Cooper raced with Destry did. Um, but he's finally I think getting kinda of back to where, you know, his old his old self and able to put in some longer motos and uh no, it's always good having him at the track and and I think, uh, you know, he's loving his ride in schools and everything. For him right now, everything is on the up. You know, there were some pretty dark times there for him for a while and some pretty scary stuff. So to see him doing as good as he is, I'm, I'm really pumped for him. His kid, what's his kid's name? Cooper. Cooper. How is he, yeah. is he getting fast? Yeah, Cooper's fast. He's riding for the RPM KTM team. Uh, he rode for them last year. and He's racing Enduro Cross. He's riding works and he, he races works in the Pro 2 class, but... Um, he's got he's got solid potential, and honestly, Cooper's only competitor really is his head. I mean, the kid's rips. I mean, we ride with him all the time, and he's throwing down times close to you know everybody. But he just when it comes to racing, he gets a little. He's still young. I think he's twenty or twenty one, so he's still kind of like he just I don't know. He started late racing, so I think he's just he's coming into his own every year. It seems like so. I think you know hopefully there'll be some big things out of him in the next couple of years. What about Zach Bell and, and Taylor Robert? Are, are, are they doing this series too? Yeah. So Zach Bell signed with uh, the Precision Concepts Kawasaki team, and then Taylor, of course, is back with Red Bull KTM, and they're both doing the series. And uh, those two are on the gas right now. So it was I was pretty pumped to get second. Zach was Zach beat me and Taylor straight up every every uh, test at that in the moto test. And then we beat him in the, the off-road test. So Zach definitely, I think his biggest lack right now is just the off-road side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a pretty small guy. And, you know, when you're in the, the rocks and finesse, and he just he's not an off-road guy yet. Um, I think that's going to take him time to, to develop that. But his moto speed is pretty incredible. And so definitely something to watch for when we're racing. And, and now works is going back to two hours. So I, it's going to be kind of a different ball game this weekend. And we'll see, you know, who's been putting in the long work and the long hours. Describe what that two hours looks like for our, for our listeners. 
the first half an hour is chaotic. The second half an hour for me is most of the time riding tight, pumped up, and then I pit, <laughs> and then I take a breather, yeah. and I start getting start getting it together, and then the last thirty minutes is basically forty minutes is basically a sprint, and you know push your body past what it's comfortable doing, and basically blow yourself out. So you want to hear about the two hours for us? What's the two hours for you guys? Well, you start off in the first ten minutes. You you you're pretty much blown out. Yeah, and then the rest. We're of the, talking about the radio show. <laughs> I was talking about racing. But oh, okay. The radio show. We're blown out before we even get here. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, putting a two hour deal together. It's it's so fun though, isn't it? Just the just the the yeah. mental game that you do when you're racing, even for us slobs over here that are old and slow it's still awesome it's there's nothing like it yeah the mental side of it is the biggest thing is like getting your body and getting your mind like there's times when i'm bonking and i'm like oh this is not good you know but i still got 20 minutes left or something but it's like (laughs) you got to pull it together and just push you know it's like that's where you know everybody's tired at that point you know and like i know what i do for work you're like well i'm sure these guys are tired too so it's like you got to push and push by them and and make it happen so i i love the two hours um they're fun and and, and i'm not saying I'm, I'm good at it but i do like the two hours better than the hour and a half but now it's to the point where everybody's just sprinting for like last year we're doing an hour and a half so everybody's sprinting for an hour and a half wow. so pretty sure it's just going to be a two-hour sprint now so. Tony, so you know what that's like right no um i know about the two hours but not the sprint the whole time so do you when you're racing do you know the, do you keep an eye on the clock the whole time, or is it just when you come through and you get your pit board? I try not to look at the clock until after I pit. I, get, I don't want to, like, there's times where there's some races I look at the clock, and I'm like, oh, man, we've only been going for 25 minutes or 30 minutes, and I still have, <laughs> you know, an hour and a half. I'm like, no. So I try to just, I try to zone it out and just focus on the first half to get to my pit. And then once I get my pit, I'm like, all right. You know, get get in your groove and really start putting down some solid laps because that second hour is really the most crucial part. Like, you can't let everybody get too far away the first hour, but um, the second hour is the crucial one. Although you've been hanging back and reserve, you know, you're on reserve and uh, you still got at least an hour's worth in you. So if those guys have been going hard, at what point do you pour on the gas to make up the difference? Well, that's the thing. Sometimes. Sometimes I miscalculate, and I've done this a couple times, and I'm like, all right, I got, you know, 40 minutes to go. Like, it's time to just sprint, you know, sprint for 35, 40 minutes. And I've had him accidentally, like, I've had him throw the white flag a lap earlier than I anticipated. And I'm like, oh, well, that that sucks. And so then next thing you know, I'm pulling, I'm like right on him on the lap. I've made up 12 seconds in a lap, you know, and I'm right on him on the, you know, and it's like, well, I got second. So I kind of have to, like, I've tried to get out of that mentality. Like, I try not to let him get away, right. you know, so I've tried to just like all right well just sprint stay within you know 15 20 if you, if you can't get out front you know sit in that second third spot and then just you don't don't get down a minute or you know 45 seconds gary how old are you now 31 31 how old's uh taylor robert for example is he like 19 or 18 no he's 27 i believe 27, oh 27. no is he really zach bell's young yeah. now zach bell's 24 is he that old wow I think well, he's 23, 23. I'm surprised he's on a Kawasaki, a too. <laughs> yeah, he's going good on that new Cowie. Huh. Yeah, we've, we've been on the air since, uh, well, before Kawasaki was using all letters in the brand name. 
Now, it used to just be Big K, but no, now it's Kawasaki. Anyway, uh, stupid. Hey, Gary, it's always good to talk to you, uh, give you an opportunity to to reel off some sponsors. Who would you like to thank? Uh, first and foremost, i got to thank uh, KTM this year for stepping up and helping me out, and uh, Fred Hash with Hash Racing, Wayside Lumber, Yoshimura, Dunlop, CPR, Twisted Development, Ride Shop, Turbies, Mika Handlebars, Amy Grip, uh, DA Training, Icon, Seed Concepts, W, Recluse, IMS, uh, zip tie racing. I mean, there's so many people in my corner. My my fiance, my kids, everybody that's helping at the at the races. I really appreciate it. Done and done, bud. Best of luck to you. Uh, you know, keep uh, putting in the results and uh, take home the checks as you can. Okay. All right, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Good talk with you, pal. Hey, a little bit about Jason Wygant, if we can, Jack. Let's just pause it for a second. Jason uh, wrote a, I think, an interesting and and. Uh, eye-opening article for me anyway on black baggett uh he called him the uniquest of the unique i'm not even sure if uniquest is a real word but it works made it on the inter- on the, uh, the radio so now it is i hit his now yeah so on the track baggett is described as always being a bit of a mystery at times busting out world beating speed at other times just disappearing in the pack when he struggles it's strange but when he wins well that becomes shocking too uh, further, when he does win, he usually comes from behind, the opposite of the way that most people and riders plan it. But with Blake, being different is being normal, and being normal is different. Agree or disagree, Tony? Uh, you know, I I, uh, I always looked at Baggett as an outdoor guy. Right. So he's he's definitely um, changing the, the – you know, we, with the wet conditions at Anaheim 1, it wasn't a surprise – that we saw a surprise winner, although Barsha may not be a total surprise to some, but he hasn't won in a long time. And then this past weekend in Phoenix, we expected some of the more expected riders to win since weather isn't a factor there with the with the roof. He had Rox and Tomac. Maybe the defending champ Anderson should win. All those guys, um, you know, were going to, but they didn't. But it was it, so Blake Baggett got his first win in the 450 class this weekend. Roxon looked like he was going to win the race. He had total control of it. He Red, looked good. Red flag comes out for the for the very unfortunate right. Malcolm Stewart race that you talked about. They line up single file for the restart. Anderson took Roxon down after haunting him a few laps. So he's he's leading. Then Baggett methodically runs Anderson down, checks out, and then the rest is history. So Baggett adds himself to the elite list of winners in the premier class. And PJ, it's it's well known. As a matter of fact, we talked about it on several different shows. Is that Baggett was staying completely out of California uh, in the off season? I mean, he he still he stayed at the El Chupacabra. Uh, ranch that he's got down there in southern Florida, but there's some word that there were no chupacabra um, sightings this year, and I'm a bit concerned about the population. Where do you stand? Uh, I still believe they're make believe. Oh, really? <laughs> Chupacabras, not buying it. You okay. have seen? I did see some Uncle Winkies in Southern California. Yeah, those are things that are related to a particular brand of alcohol, Tony. Um, <laughs> Tequila is not Tequila. Don't no. eat the worm. It really There is no worm in Don Julio. <laughs> By the way, a... Don Julio, 1942, Reposado, is, is so some wonderful. of the smoothest, Bottle this smokiest tall. flavor. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Startlingly expensive. I've, so good. I've never been a fan of tequila, even when they do the salt and throwing it over the shoulders, yep. take the hit. It's all about getting the good stuff. What you do is you snort the up. salt, yeah. squirt the lime in your eye, <laughs> right. and, and then the take ring. a shot. Throw the shot over your shoulder. <laughs> 
We'll take quick time out. You're listening to America's Motor Racing Talk Show. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Glad you're with us. Part of the uh, Evergreen Podcast production and evergreenpodcast.com. Look for us online. Appreciate all of our sponsors, of course, uh, but do appreciate our writers and contributors, including Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson, our producers, Jack and Leanne DeLeon, Brad Camp, Tony Wink, Roman Avila, PJ Duran, and the rest. I'm Scott Casper speaking. Do me a favor. Stick around. We'll be back after this. Hey, this is Ricky Carmichael, the principal of the Ricky Carmichael University, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple to ride electric start TW200 to the nimble lightweight XT250 to the racing derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the Daly on family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The Daly Ons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the Daly Ons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Daly on Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. What's up, guys? Trey Kennard here. Then I ride the 450 class. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, thank you very much, Trey Kennard. We love that guy. Hey, Jack is going to be playing uh, some very special music. It's on his list of is things to play tonight. Christmas? Yeah, you're going to tell me what his real name is, okay? And his first name is John. I already just played that. You but missed it. There's John more Cougar. than one song that the dude has done. Yes, John I Cougar know. John Cougar Mellencamp. Okay. So... <laughs> 
perhaps. Yes, sir. Okay. Mel- and if Mel- can also get, bring in some fans or something just to move the air around in here. Holy cow. Um, I think it's coming from the uh, the mascot uniform over there, that the, the Cyclone mascot uniform. Well, it is an Iowa State thing. Oh, is it really? Okay. They stink. All right, welcome back to the show. I want to thank Gary Sutherland, who started the program off. Uh, first interview, hour number one. Taylor Roberts up next. He's waiting in the wings. Taylor, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks, guys. How are you? Good. We're debating, and now there's some money riding on the line as, as, as far as how old you actually are. Can you give us kind of a an exact number? Are you 27? Uh, well, what's the bet? It's a little over $5,000. He's angling to get his cut. He's <laughs> angling to get his cut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm willing to work a deal with something. <laughs> Spoken like a true Big professional racer. 27. <laughs> Big, like a professional racer, always looking for another sponsor. Gary says you're a kid. We don't. Because he's 31, yeah. he's an old he's an old man now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Gary, he's really not that much older than me. Uh, I'm 28. Okay, 28. Well, I'm trying to think when the first time was how old you were and when was the first time you were on this program. Yeah, it's been, uh, was it back in the Cowie days? Or, yeah, for um, sure. It's been a few revolutions around the planet, or the, the sun anyway. So, yeah, well, anyway, welcome back. Probably for the planet, too, for Taylor. So, Taylor, <laughs> uh, we were we were talking with Gary before you about the uh, the Sprint Hero Racing Series, and um, I'd like to continue that conversation with you. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. The uh, the Sprint Hero was awesome. I, uh, I've been racing at Glen Helen since probably 99, so 20 years now, and last Sunday was the best I've ever seen it in my life. It was what made it that so? rain, just the rain that you know all of Southern California got on Saturday night, and then it was sunny on su- Sunday, and the worst crew, Sprint Hero crew, did a really good job laying out the course. Uh, I was I was really impressed with the track layout in combination with the rain and the wet dirt. It was so much fun. And do you, do you have to race between the fires, or how does all that work? Is it is it a time thing? There's no more fires. Are the fires? The, the rain takes care of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. We uh, yeah, we go uh, back and forth between the two special tests, but luckily no fire out there. <laughs> we uh, I I, st- I did see some some uh, remnants of the fire when I was out there this past weekend. Um, man, what a damaging, unreal. Mm-hmm. How much how much damage that thing did. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe how much, or how much acreage burned and, you know, just not being able to get it under control. My buddy Billy Baldwin has lost two houses in two years due to fires. Can you imagine losing everything and starting all over again and then losing it again? That's just that how, is rough. And Alec did nothing to help him. Sure, he pretended he was Donald Trump on the phone, but uh, <laughs> he did not do a dang thing to help the way. Are they? Are they? I assume they they get along well. They actually do better now than they did say ten years ago. Okay, yeah. Taylor, um, I was talking to Gary about this too. I went up to Bean Canyon. You ever been there? Uh yeah, I have been there. That's uh, kind of Kyle Redmond's stomping grounds, I think, and I've ridden there a couple times with Kyle. So I went there this weekend. Same deal. I've never seen the dirt like this. We, you know, those hill climbs are massive. 
And when they're loose, they're pretty tough. But if you went up someplace where nobody had gone yet, you could almost wheelie up the hills. It was insane. So good. <laughs> it was – now I was on a four-stroke. <laughs> oh, but these guys show up with these KX 500s that look like they just came off the showroom, like just <laughs> awesome. You know, I, mean, I haven't heard of 500 for, for a long time. It was hey, can it was I, a fun. Can trip. I ride your new bike? Yeah, right. Is that what you said? Hey, can no. I ride your new bike? Your uh, your race this weekend in, out in Prim is that where it is? Yep. Yep. That's I a good round, Prim. isn't it? You hate Prim? Hate Prim. Why? Well, first of all, it's a crappy uh, casino. Buffalo Bills. He's got crappy little rides here. Oh, look, Mom. Look, Dad. We better stop here. Something for the kids to do. Is that where the race is? <laughs> yep. That's <not> right. <laughs> and you go into the casino. Nobody's winning on the slots. Nobody. You hear people, can I get more coffee? They're just. It's just a lot of old It's a lot there. of depressed people. We went there for the uh, Big Six. I think it was the opening round of Big Six like two years ago in 2003 years now 16 and uh, no it was 17 we went there i thought it was awesome you guys raced the off-road trucks the the off-road track for the the trucks and all that uh yeah for for work we don't get on the the off-road track they keep it just all out in the desert there um but they do have like some rock gardens up in the back that they add in that make it pretty fun and honestly it it should be pretty incredible this weekend too with the the rain we're getting out here so um it should be pretty ideal conditions and it looks like uh the works crew has been posting some pictures of them building the track and it looks like kind of redoing the whole moto track area and uh i'm looking forward to it It should be really fun the works guys are, are doing that the sprint series too that's theirs right yeah yep so yep what are your thoughts on that as far as participation and that kind of thing? Do you think th- that suits people more being able to just kind of reset and, and start over rather than having to put a whole two hours in? Yeah, I, I honestly, it's, it's my favorite style of racing. And I know I come from more of a, maybe an ISE background than most people, but I just love that, that short intensity. And then you can kind of, you know, more or less, bench race with your buddies in between every test like oh did you take that line or or did you see you know that one spot in the track where the berm was blown out or you know whatever it is and you go out there again you're just trying to beat each other you know every time um it's just a lot more interactive than uh you know going out there and riding for two hours and then then it's over it's um i don't know it's just a little bit different atmosphere but you're obviously the intensity is even higher than a two-hour race uh, so you kind of get the best of both worlds, I think. Who do you think you'll be battling with? Is Zach Bell coming? Is that part of his contract? Um, yeah, both. Uh, I mean, I would say kind of the the top guys at both of those series um, are going to be Gary, Zach, and I. And then, obviously, Shorty is coming over to do the works races, so can't count that guy out. What do you think about that? I'm sure he's, sure he's going to be a little tired this weekend. So um, uh, maybe I'll cut him a little slack this weekend. But for round two, um, he'll probably come out swinging pretty, pretty good. Pretty neat what he did over there on the uh, uh, the what do they call that race? Dakar. Yeah, the Dakar. It's it, but it's it's uh, like in what is that? Is they've it? they've changed. It's no longer the Dakar. It is called oh gosh something else. I was just looking at it today. I think it's named after the guy that has to sweep the track off. 
Get all the sand off. What are you doing? We're combing the desert. <laughs> it's from Spaceballs. You see Spaceballs? Great, great movie. You ever see Spaceballs? Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> At least you could have done is picked a good Mel Brooks movie. That is one of these crappy ones. What's a good one? Blazing oh Saddles. God, Blazing That's Saddles. A good, have it? you seen Blazing yeah. Saddles? Yeah. Yep, the, yep. the unedited version? Um, I don't know which version I saw. It's been a while. They've taken it off TV, only, probably. Yeah, they did, yeah. because of the N-word and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But I only knew one of the guys in the movie, and that was Alex. And uh, he was a football player and a wrestler at Iowa, and a pro wrestler, as a matter of fact, in the offseason. And he said it was just nonstop, yuckety-yuck, on, on, uh, on set all the time. He said, it's hard to keep a straight face. And with Harvey Keitel, and not Harvey Keitel, Harvey Corman. And Mel Brooks, I can't. I just, I can't even imagine how long it would take to film a simple episode. Are you? Have you done any film work? Um, a little bit, just mostly my own stuff. You know, I, I shoot a lot of GoPro footage and and then edit that. But um, I'm pretty involved with the film work industry because my brother is uh, actually one of the head videographers, directors, editors at Motor Trend. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, there's there's a lot of headroom there, and it seems to me we're seeing a lot more guys get uh, either credit or get paid, one of the two, or both, uh, for participating in you know s- certain uh, scenes in certain films. Anything Tom Cruise is in, you can guarantee there's probably 15 guys on retainer just waiting for him to go, next! Yeah. I, you know, if I was Tom Cruise, I wouldn't want to go down. If I'm making twenty, thirty million off the top, you know, for my film, and then anything residual, you're going to double that easy. Um, you know, I, I think I'd let somebody like you do some of the hard stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to uh, do some of the hard stuff for Tom Cruise. And you but, look just like him. Too, well, yeah, you look. You're like a Amazing. spitting image of Tom Cruise. It's the Africa eco race. That's well, what you're talking about. A little bit of that Scientology yeah. thing yeah. does rub off on other folks, so that could be it. Taylor, are you still practicing yeah. the Scientology? Oh yeah, daily. Oh, wow. <laughs> How is that? It's great. Does it? Um, what's it? What's it about again? It's a. <laughs> it's a made up religion. It's not okay. made up. It's. It absolutely is made up, even in our lifetimes. Uh, it's a completely and utterly made up religion. It is. by one guy. Aren't they all made up? Yeah, they are. Not yeah. to offend but like, anyone, not, but somebody not, made up a religion. Not, it's no, not you're like, absolutely correct. No, this guy. You're was also it totally correct. Was yep. it L. Ron, L. Ron Hubbard wrote yeah. the book, said, hey, here's our religion. I wrote the book. And I'm, not, I, I'm not saying the stories in a Bible aren't true. I'm just saying religion, by definition, is made a made-up up set of rules. 100% agreeing with you. But Jesus never said that there's a, a, a this wonderful starship hiding behind that moon, and it's just waiting to pick us all up. So... Tom Cruise, John Travolta, <laughs> I need 20% of your income on the annual, and that's before taxes. What do you give, Taylor, for your your 20%? Your 20% guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as we're completely oh, making things up, the, like most racers, he gives away 20% to somebody he hasn't met. So either, <laughs> yeah, either he's never going to take our call again, or he's going to always take our call. I can't decide this how this interview is, is going. Those, well, it's an, obviously it's a great interview. We got Taylor on, but uh, you know we may have taken a left hand turn around Albuquerque, um, and and that's okay. Um, is there a and and I had this written down as a question I wanted to ask you, and perhaps no, I'll ask it now before we go to break. Jack, hold us over here. Um, is there a race? 
and for some people it may be uh you know, race through Ireland or, or whatever. Is there a race you would like to do? And it doesn't even have to be in your current discipline. Hmm. That is a good question. Um, if money was not the object, just a race that is hanging out there that you'd like to do. Um, with, with no, with money not being the question, right. and uh, and then uh, law enforcement not being the question, I'd love to do like a cannonball style race. Wow! Now we've had the guy on who recreated Irwin's uh, big race. Yeah, but that's they're doing that legally somehow or something, right? Well, of course they are. Yeah, I mean, so when you say cannibal, and that was not a speed run, it was recreating the original. Well, so on in, vintage bikes, in a way, takes the it was. Speed out. In a way, it was, and I'll tell you why. Because they actually had to take some really long breaks because they were covering the expanse from California to New York in a much quicker time fashion than Mister Baker did. Okay, <laughs> Mister Baker. By the way, what's here's here's a here's a what if. Um, if you could drive from California to New York and know for a fact that you could count on your front tire being the same tire that you left Cali with and you hit New York and Brooklyn, you're down on the water dipping in and you go same same tire. What are you talking about? The back tire of Irwin's bike was changed out like four or five times. I oh, probably wheelied the whole way there. That's what I would have done. <laughs> that is totally what I would have done. done. Yeah. Those bikes are so soft and so light. Hang on. I want to get back to this cannonball run. I think this sounds like fun. What do you d describe? What you want to do? And what kind of equipment? Um. Yeah. Just try to build. You know. Do make a legitimate whatever it is a coast to coast style race or something yeah. like that. Oh, that's a long way. Kind of has to. Everybody has to build their own car, and it's a combination of you know how fast can you go and how fuel efficient is it, or how big of a gas tank do you have, okay. making least amount of stops. You know how good is your uh, your what? I don't know how they usually do it, but like a two man team of switching off drivers. I think that'd be fun. Oh, you want to do it on four wheels? Yeah, we're talking about two wheels. We'll get Donnie Emler involved. He'll make the pipe. Yeah, you could totally do it on four <laughs> wheels. You just you just have several fuel tanks hooked up to the back of your truck, right? And put right. a f put the whole thing in fuel cell. Then you just switch drivers out. That's no big deal. Right, but that are, is that a better trade-off than having a fast car that you have, you can go faster in, but you have to make more fuel stops in? Ah. Who's to say I can't make a truck go fast? My Duramax will well, smoke all four tires, brother. I didn't know you yeah. had Duramax. Will it do 150? <laughs> no, it will no, not. No, it will not. It it's... will shake tremendously at 107. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> I don't know why, but it does. That's called the go. That's called the governor. Oh, that's go, no. <laughs> hey, we got to take a quick time out. Taylor, don't go anywhere, okay? Okay. Stand by. We're going to put you on hold. Jack, can you put him on hold? Excellent. I uh, got to watch uh, Jason eat breakfast. Now, when I say Jason, Momoa. You know who Jason Momoa is, right? Aquaman. The Aquaman. Yeah, I got to watch him eat breakfast. Matter of fact, we were all sitting a little stunned with what we saw him put in his mouth and off the plate. Double order of biscuits and gravy. Uh, two eggs sunny side up, not sure the point, uh, double order of hash browns, and two sides of bacon, great big coffee, great big OJ, and a milk. And then from there, he went and got soft shells. Didn't he eat a Kung Fu Tap and Taco later in the day? 
That's what they've been doing at Biker Bar down the road. They've He's been hanging out there with all his homeboys. It's too cold to ride, so I don't know what they're doing. Just hanging out, I guess. Yeah, playing cards or whatever. Mm-hmm, now the kids from Norwalk are. Those kids. There are two. There are two superheroes that come from Norwalk. Can you name the other? Superman. Jason, uh, Roth, right? I don't know his yeah, name. Roth is his last name. And that's the only town in America that can actually claim that they have two superheroes. I've never seen either movie, to be honest with you. Really? Aquaman Aquaman's is, new. It's no, done I'll over a billion it. dollars it's already at the box office. It Looking was, forward to it. It was raining. I always think people are dumb when they go on, like they go out of town or whatever, yeah. and then they go to a movie. Like, wh- why wouldn't you go to a movie when you're at home board? But it was raining Saturday, like legitimately raining. Right. And so we took Saturday off. We went riding Sunday. But we went and saw that Clint Eastwood movie, uh, The Mule. And they said oh, yeah. it said it was going to be his last film, so I thought I'd, and I can see why. It's a crappy movie. It kind of sucked. Yeah, just an <laughs> old guy that swallows some balloons. Hey, stand by. We'll be back after this. This is uh, number forty-four, Taylor Knapp, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. <laughs> With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves at wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle atv snowmobile personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. 
Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. Chris Ulrich, you're listening to Fit Pass Radio. One of my favorite guys, well, really, one of my favorite families. You know, you got John, you got Chris, and there's, t- is there two girls in the Ulrich family? I think there's two girls, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, the Ulrich He's talking family. about uh, the Ulrich's. Big oh, the John Ulrich. and little Chris. Oh, I gotcha. And then the girls. Anyway, um, I want to thank Hicklin Power Sports. Hicklin, if you haven't been out to Hicklin lately, oh man, you got to go and check out all the changes. Uh, they've got these uh, unique kiosk counters that... Well, it, it doesn't seem like it's two people at odds with each, it's, it, with each other. It's two people that are working together to solve a common issue, whether it's a new bike, uh, service needs, uh, parts, accessories. They got it all. As a matter of fact, they've got financing. PJ, you guys have financing. You can finance almost anybody. Absolutely. We've got an in-house finance manager who can uh, give you a number of options for financing. Au contraire, well. bonjour. What? I have... <laughs> Well, I'm not saying they can finance anybody, I but we will in. try. I got to buy. I got, I brought a guy in. They wouldn't finance him some knee pads. Oh, he was. Yeah, I think you have to work to have like a below a 400. Credit yeah, score. you really do. You've gone out of your way to get below 400. <laughs> You've gone out of your way. You've willfully said no. I'm gonna do. He bad. was not embarrassed at all. Well, <laughs> no reason to be. Anyway, big shout out to Hicklin Power Sports. Look for them online, hicklinpowersports.com. Look for them in Grimes, Iowa as well. They got all the great models, all the great brands you've known to expect from Hicklin Power Sports. Back to our on air guest, Taylor Robert. He uh, rejoins us from uh, his palatial estate. Taylor, thank you for holding through the rather long break. Um, when Tony asked you, is there anything that we haven't covered? And you said, well, we've actually covered a whole lot of stuff that. You didn't even know we were going to talk about. Uh, is there something that's going on in your career within the industry that you would like to uh, touch on? Um, you know, I just uh, I'm just focusing on on the sprint here on the works races this year. It's um, kind of a little bit more of a chill schedule that I've had recently. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, and then I have ISD at the end of the year. That's always kind of my big focus and. I always want to win that one, especially after I got a taste of winning it, winning it in 2016, and then being on the podium the last two years. So, um, just kind of, I'm going to work all year and try and help build the best team I can with Auntie, my boss, and the Team USA team manager, so that we can go out there and win it again. How do you know you're going to be invited back? Just because you win the E2 class, does that kind of mean? I mean who hasn't won the E2 class? I mean, really? Best, yeah. <laughs> You know, I got a whole box full of watches. Pick one, okay? <laughs> I got the time. How about the race this weekend yeah. in Phoenix? Oh, uh, I thought it was good. I mean, a really good racing. Aside from Malcolm's deal, that was definitely a bummer. And I don't know if you guys heard or not. I just saw somebody posted something on social media that he actually snapped his chain in the whoops, and that's what caused him to go over the bars. Wouldn't surprise me. I saw that, but I didn't see that he posted that, so I didn't. I took that as well. If it's on the internet, should it's probably real, right? Everything, maybe. Yeah, that's Donald Trump. Did he did, did he post that or did somebody else? Because I read that in one of the threads. Yeah, somebody else posted that he snapped his chain, and I 
I tried watching the video, but I couldn't really tell. I guarantee it wasn't a chain company that put that up there, right? No. No, no. (laughs) Probably a rim company or something. You look like it. You watch the the crash. You go back and look at it, though. He he skipped a whoop and then then hit the next one super hard, and it bucked him. It didn't look to me like he – because I went back and watched it after I read that, and – it didn't look to me like he he you know it wasn't like the front end just totally dived, but no it it, all, it almost looked to me like he recovered it and then whether it was a chain snap or something he like got hung up on the next loop. I thought he had maybe saved it, but then it he got hung up and it flipped him right over. He looks so good. I know Tony. What did we determine? He's lost like twenty one pounds or something like that. Yeah, that's what he said last week. He yeah. lost like twenty pounds and twenty twenty one pounds and. Man, he looked good. I mean, he looked fit. He looked like he belonged in the 450 class. It was, it's too bad. And he, yeah, he was just on the show. So you know, we we surely don't. Um, well, we want everybody to be praying for his uh, recovery. Let's go to PJ. femur. It doesn't come quickly, but I mean, he's he's good enough, right? Don't we believe that he's going to get this this chance? It will will play out, and barring you know an inability to recover from an injury, I. I mean, he does look like he belongs. I'm totally agreeing with you, Tony. Yeah, he'll be back. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. I mean, he's got good people around him, and I think the Smart Top actually, the Smart Top team with uh, Mike and Tony Mike and everybody, Genova. I think they're pretty. You know, and I know this because I'm tight with Brayton, and we talk a fair bit, and and I know that that's actually a pretty good environment. Who told you that, by the way? Told me what? That you're tight with Brayton. He did. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. He, <laughs> Horse's I, mouth. Okay. Yeah, he's a yep. Um, so I think, I think he's, you know, that, that seems like a team. I mean, they've been with Vince Freezy for how long mm-hmm. they're going to, it ain't like they're going to kick Malcolm to the curb. I, I got to believe as long as Mike keeps selling well, hot tubs, he's going to, they're going to be fine. The thing that Mike said, um, he released a statement, by the way, regarding Malcolm's injury in the press release, Mikey, uh, spoke about how proud he was of Malcolm for his commitment in the off season and how hard he worked to improve his fitness. And we agree. That's one of the things we focused on in his interview is how much he's improved his game. You know what? I really like Genova. I've spent a fair bit of time with him over the years, and he's norm- He's a normal, normal guy. guy. It's not like What's he's— What's the court order about, though? You can only go so close to him without being accompanied by an adult? No, it's his wife. Okay. Yeah, we're all, all good. Right. No. Uh, <laughs> Taylor— uh, you brought it up off air. You you talked about the Jason Anderson Ken Roxon incident. How did that happen in your eyes? I th- I thought it was fair racing. I mean, yes. I didn't think there was anything super dirty about it. Yes, it was aggressive, but it wasn't over the top. And it's just, I mean, it seems like it happens a couple times every year when you have two of the top guys that do that. One guy cuts under another guy, while the guy on top unexpectedly cuts down because he's trying to check the inside mm-hmm. and they smash into each other and it's like you know he didn't he didn't t-bone him he didn't run straight into him he's like he definitely had the wheel on him Roxton just cut down sooner than he should have he even apologized uh, mm. it wasn't like yeah yeah I, th- I thought anderson after the race was was more than apologetic for again he gave him all kinds of room well it is round two you don't Rocks- want to come in there and say take that yeah no <laughs> no you got a long you got a long season of uh tends to stretch uh, the season up. out is what you're saying sure it's a, it's a long time yeah. with a number one plate if you're if you've got enemies you know remember the old days yeah. in car racing when the guys would take their helmets off and swing those as artifices you know it's, it's you know it was like a weapon 
You know, you I never days? understood why you wouldn't leave your helmet on. Have you been in a fight ever, Taylor, at a, at a racetrack? <laughs> I haven't actually. But if you were, would you take your helmet off? Yeah. I don't. I don't think I would take my helmet. I've been punched off. in the face. It hurts. I've been punched in the face so many times that I couldn't put a helmet on. Well, there's a whole lot of ugly. The next day, showing in the results, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I look like a zipper. I got a bunch of zippers in my face, but um, I had it coming. But uh, yeah, I would leave my helmet on. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but on that, on the Anderson thing, I don't think he was. I think he was too apologetic. Like, you know. I think he should have owned it a little bit. Like, you know what? I didn't mean to take him out, but yeah, I was trying to pass him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought he was a uh, borderline. Uh, you know what? You don't owe this guy anything. It's it's your title to take and and defend for that matter. So, again, there was a lot. There was just a lot of room there. It's. Uh, I I mean, Roxon left the door beyond wide open. Yeah. It's it's funny though. It, it kind of reminded me of the, the old Mike Brown days when I used to race with Mike. Like that guy would take me out or anybody for that matter harder than anybody else out there racing in Cross. And he would come up to you after the race, and you'd be so furious, and he'd be like, "Hey man, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to come in on you that hard." And <laughs> then, like, then you can't be mad at the guy. So yeah, how hard did you mean to come in? Uh... Yeah. Maybe- Maybe Jason's just playing that game. We're know? talking degrees. Degrees yeah. of separation. I like that. I didn't mean to completely, I didn't mean to break your fender. I didn't mean, to, I didn't yeah. mean I sorry, didn't mean here's your fender out. back. Here's your fender like, back. I it didn't wasn't mean like to the Michael Leslie takeout. Who did he slam into that he just like totally whiskeyed into this somebody? I can't remember oh, who it golly. was. Who was that? A few years back. Remember? Uh, I don't remember the election. Somebody's. I remember the, the Pike and Freezy thing. No, that's. <sighs> Yeah, I got an opinion about that. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> yeah, pardon us while we play on the intranet. All right, uh, where can people uh, be in touch with you? How can they follow your career to the best of their ability? Online where? Um, Instagram or Facebook. Uh, search my name, Taylor Robert, with no S on the end of my last name. Right. Uh, and my Instagram handle is Taylor underscore Robert 33. Okay. Well, good job out of you, man. Thanks for holding through the break. Appreciate that always. But it's always good to talk to TR, as we know him, Taylor Robert. Thanks, bud. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon, man. Hey, do me a favor. Stick around. Hour number two of the big shows coming up next. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast production family. Evergreenpodcast.com, a diverse and dynamically curated blend of great shows. Take a look for us online at evergreenpodcast.com. Stay tuned. Hour number two is coming up next. Tony? It was Brock Tickle that Michael Essie took out. Ah. I vaguely remember that. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings, and the VRM300, it's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140, it's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or 
recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT-approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow-rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the... Uh, evergreen podcast family appreciate you tuning in and listening appreciate all of our great sponsors and each and every one of you for listening thank you so much let's go to the uh the news on the intranet as razor x has uh, provided us with a really great piece kind of a wrap-up if you will some questions asked and some questions answered took place in glendale arizona and that of course uh was uh mookie our buddy Malcolm Stewart sustaining a broken femur uh, in round two of Monster Energy AMA Supercross and, uh, and surgery. I mean, this is femur's not a listen. If you're going to break something and, and thoroughly break it, I think I, I think I would go with the femur because that seems to be a bone that can knit itself back together. I mean, brother, that's the biggest. That's the bone biggest in the bone. bone in the body. I, I Hardest to break. We all know that, though. Well, Hardest to break, and then don't they put a uh, titanium rod in there for a while? I would have, think you'd have to, and it just to break it, you really have to do some real wrenching of your hip. I mean, anybody who's broken their femur usually talks about how sore their hip is, too, because it's the biggest bone in the body. Yeah, mine is sore only because I have to get in a real odd position to insert my mouth in my foot or my foot in my mouth. Either way you look at it, it's painful. I you'd think you'd be used to it by now. Yeah, I know, right? After I've been listening to you do it for about 16 years. 16 big years. Gary Sutherland and Taylor Robert joined us in hour number one. Do up in this hour, Dr. Ben Kelly and Aaron Plessinger will be joining us as well. Tony? Yeah, and I, I want to talk about Aaron. I, I think he's on hold, ready to go. But, uh, y- you know, it's it's pretty fun to see a number seven on a, on a Yamaha out there again um in uh in supercross and i know we you know aaron's been on before very fun guest a lot of lot of fans and i'm one of them and i'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him reach his full potential in the 450 class off after a very successful 250 class uh, career so we'll bring him on now aaron plessinger joins us factory aaron plessinger how are you bud hey i'm pretty good pretty good how you guys doing we're good uh did you get married 
<laughs> not yet. Um, seems like everybody's asked me that. Um, uh, no, we get, uh, we get married, uh, October, uh, 12th this year. Wow. That's just around the corner. Plenty of time to put it off still is what you're saying. Oh, is it? Is there? <laughs> 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 he's laughing way too easily about this. Yeah, I, I assume you know much like us that your uh, lady's not listening to this uh, program. <laughs> My mom listens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Aaron, um, I understand you're dealing with some injuries or you had some injuries during the offseason. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I... Um... I compressed my T8 uh, vertebrae, and I had disc bulges from my T2 all the way down to my T8. Where's that? It's uh, it's like in the middle of your back. Um, and the T2 is like, it's closer to your neck, and then the T8 is like right in between your shoulder blades. The okay. 2 and the 3, is that the one that paralyzes people when they break them? Uh, um, I think so. I think... Um, more so, I think that more so comes from like the the C's. Oh, that's right. That you're right. You're right. Yeah. So it uh, you, you've got some bulges. What do they do for it? Uh, you, I mean, you can't really do much. That's the thing with these. Like, um, it. Luckily for me, it wasn't like too too bad, and uh, it was just a compression fracture. And um, you, I mean, you just got to take time off. Uh, I took, I think, a uh, full two weeks off of just everything and then um even before that i wasn't doing any gym or anything i was just trying to ride do you feel like you're you're up to you know clearly your results say you belong where you are do you feel like you're you're giving it everything you can or is there some more to come with a little more healing time um you know i think uh health wise i'm i'm 100 percent but uh, fitness-wise, I'm still working on it. You know, uh, I only got back on the bike like a month before the season started, and um, you know, it was it was it was a tough go. And uh, the last two weeks, it, everything kind of clicked together, and um, I I was able to get up some motos in before before the season started. But um, you know, I think with a little more time, I I think I'll be out there duking it out with those guys. Is it? Um part of it is is the fact that you're now on a 450 and it's a lot to handle too i mean as far as conditioning goes and that kind of thing your 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 races are longer in supercross and i know you came off an outdoor things and you where you obviously had you were ready and, and good there but on a bigger bike more power more to hang on to plus the races are a little bit longer does that play into it as well not only you know being off but just the fact that there's i mean a lot of people have an adjustment time that they they struggle with yeah, yeah, for sure. I um, I actually got uh, surgery last uh, in in 2017 before the season started, and I was projected to race East Coast. And then when uh, Colt broke his arm, it kind of put me ahead, and uh, I was going to race West Coast. So I didn't really have much time on the bike last year either. So yeah, I think it definitely plays um, a big part in it. Just being on the 450, a heavier heavier bike, longer races, and a lot more fast guys, you know. Yeah, the pace is is faster too. I mean, there's there's a lot of variables. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's just about every guy in that class is is really really gnarly, and um, you know, uh, I think this this past weekend we uh, 
I was I was 18th in qualifying, and I was only 1.3 seconds off of the lead. So that uh, that tells you. I mean, all the guys are are really going for it out there, and there's uh, there's just so many past champions and and just really really good uh, skilled riders in that class. How do you like your uh, odds going back to Anaheim? Uh, we have to presume, I haven't looked at the weather forecast, we're not going to see a deluge like we saw at round one, are we? <laughs> well, I mean, it's uh, it, it's been raining quite a bit out here, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine the track would be too hard. I think it'll have uh, a few good ruts in there. But, um, yeah, I think the weather's holding off for Saturday, but I think the track will definitely be soft. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's that's that's what I was seeing too. It looked like that. Um, you know, they don't know what the weather's going to do on Tuesday, on Saturday. But I would say it's probably easier to predict out there than it is back east, wouldn't you say? I mean, they when they say they're going to get rain, they typically do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, on the east coast, you <laughs> you can uh, you can have sunny blue skies and and in five minutes that could change and you wouldn't even know it but uh out here yeah it's kind of uh it's kind of uh if you 80 percent and up you'll probably get rain but about 70 percent and down is kind of on the iffy side <laughs> so with your back now are you are you uh i mean if the weather didn't rain every day in southern california would you be riding a bunch or are you are you glad that there's you know that that everybody's kind of in the same boat where they can't ride much. Um, I mean, it 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 really don't matter to me. I mean, uh, I I would like to be riding definitely uh, just to get the the time I've missed in. And um, yeah, like we we had to ride outdoors today just because uh, just because the rain's done flooded out every supercross track. And then yeah, I mean. I'd like to. I'd like to be riding right now. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> bummer. Outdoor. Where'd you go? Uh we just went to this uh, this track in the hills. Oh man, uh, dude, that's Aaron. That's the best. I mean, that's that's the stuff that you're when you're when you're done racing. That I think those are the days you're going to think back. I mean, like you talk to guys like Larry Ward and Kyle Lewis and those guys. Those are the those are the times that they remember, you know, as far as writing goes, it's epic up there right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's dude, when it, when it rains out here, I mean, shoot that, that track that we went to today, it was, it's back in the back in the back 40. And, uh, there was about 50 people out there riding. And yeah, I mean, when it rains, the dirt out here is so, so good. Plus, but, California's broke right now, and the federal government shut on. down, so there's no helicopters chasing you. It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> That's the thing. There was not one cop out there, and usually there is like... A string of them. Yeah, yeah. If there's like three people out there, they're they're hot on your heels. So we, I've, I've been talking about this cause it, with other people on the show because I just got back from California. I went to up in the Mojave Desert place called bean canyon you have ever heard of that um i'm not sure okay you gotta go right at some away. point when you have a break and you're in california 
Have someone take you to Bean Canyon. It is, you will, I'm telling you, you you will, I don't care what your skill level is, you will appreciate it. It's the most massive climbs you've ever seen. They're so good. So good. You'll melt your engine if you want. And it takes some skill to make it to the top of these. And they're not like like dangerous, scary or anything like that because I know you're scared of heights, Aaron. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they're just – it's awesome. I mean, like you're climbing for four or five minutes. It's super cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That sounds pretty fun. All right, so you got Anaheim this weekend. Right. Um, you've got a long series ahead of you. What are your What are your goals, Aaron? As as uh, your rookie season on a factory Yamaha 450. What are your Where do you see yourself mid season when everything goes east? You know, I really, um, I really like to get a couple podiums. You know, I um, I believe I can do it. It's just uh, I got to get kind of got to race myself back into shape and and uh, get going on these motos and just get get good starts and i think i can do it i mean uh sixth place in in the mud was pretty good but you know i'd like to show these guys what i can do with a good start and uh dry track yeah and it was a weird situation this weekend in phoenix or glendale um with the with the restart you know when malcolm got hurt um what was that like for you where you have to so anybody that hasn't been listening you we we got a red flag because of of uh Malcolm Stewart crashing, they red flag the thing to get him off the track, and then they bring you out one by one. How how you were lined up, line you up, how you were in the in the main event when that took place, and uh, so your single file they green flag. You can't pass anybody till you get to the first turn. So your your stop in the middle of that race that's completely unusual. Have you ever been in that situation? No, I actually I, I was telling somebody the other day that that was the the weirdest thing I've, I've ever done because, um, you know, I've never been, uh, I've never had that red flag come out in a supercross race and, um, starting staggered like that is, is definitely pretty weird. And it was odd. How you, yeah, how you, you can't pass until you get to the, the bales where the leader started. So it was, it was kind of, uh, it was kind of weird, kind of challenging. Um, but you know, something different and, and, it was it was actually kind of cool just to experience it, but like how it happened wasn't really that cool. <laughs> have you been? Have you been? Uh, did you watch the two rounds on TV? Um, I watched uh, a little bit of Anaheim one, but I haven't watched uh, last weekend at all. What were your thoughts without Jeff Emick there and just RC and and uh, uh, Ralph up in the booth? It was different for sure um you know I've, i uh i've always liked uh to hear um ricky's thoughts and, and what he thinks but um yeah i mean you know ralph and jeff were were usually the 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 most talkative ones so it, it kind of wasn't really any different but uh you were just missing a little something we haven't talked to jeff since that happened i was kind of i was kind of surprised were you yeah, I uh I mean I haven't even seen Jeff since uh since I heard about it, so I haven't uh you know, I haven't I haven't really talked to him. I was pretty surprised with uh a lot of the changes this year, but um you know, it is what it is. So as a as a racer, what kind of changes have you seen at the track? Anything? Um uh a little bit um 
it's hard to it's hard to say like um at the track not really too too much but uh i think with these with these triple crowns again and then uh the the um shootout race being in atlanta i think that'll be that'll be pretty cool but um other than that i haven't really seen too much yet have you ever had any motorcycles stolen while you're in atlanta (laughs) um i'm gonna knock on wood and say no (laughs) we have no wood in our studio so um hey we had a we had a bike when i was running the team we had a bike in uh anaheim a guy jumped off jumped on it and took off i had to chase him down with one of the other bikes it was pretty cool. Oh I cr- karate kicked him and everything, dude. It was so I, I like monster trucked up onto the guy. I about crashed myself because it was pavement. I'm an expert rider. You, you understand? Yes, of course, of course. Fellas, goes without saying, Aaron. I am an expert, but not pro. That's when you are limited on your supply of opioids. Oh, <laughs> why you film at eleven? Why are you bringing up old stuff? Oh, that's hardly old, my friend. I. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're kidding, Aaron, for the most part. Um, but yeah, so I had to. I chased the dude down and and uh, bloodied him. I mean, not like beat him up or nothing, but you know, a little little grave digger action attention. up onto his sure. r- back of his leg. And you don't get to take a bike and not pay for it a little bit. Yeah. Well, you got the bike back. Though, you know what you? happened in uh, it happened in Des Moines at the arena cross hundred years ago too. Buddy Antonez, somebody jumped on his bike. Pinned it through downtown. It's wintertime, mind you. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it very far. They crashed, took off, bleeding and dripping blood everywhere. It was awesome. I love Somebody it. Somebody had the hoses bike off. I the just, bummer was yeah. in, in Atlanta. You, you just brought that up. Right. Where they stole an entire, what was it? It was Brayton's van, yep. right? And It was filled with everything. It was filled with all the KTM mini bikes. Remember that, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they they stole all the KTM mini bikes. I remember that. I I actually posted something about that, trying to find it. Was um, and did they ever find? I don't know the outcome of they that. They saw him wheeling in through town. Really? No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> really, this is known to happen in Jersey. It's really odd when it happens in the south. Yeah, and if you're staying at a Days Inn, it ain't odd when you're in Atlanta. That's the worst town for for. I wouldn't be surprised if Feld said we're not coming back. But they sell a yeah. lot of tickets. I. Uh, I mean, I, I can remember since I've been going to Atlanta, just about every year something's been stolen. Right. You got to leave somebody at the truck. You just got to leave somebody at the truck. It's the long and the short of it. Well, yeah. Well, we had a security guard in, in uh, A1 right next to Of course, they were looking at Pro Circuit's whatever. And <laughs> so they didn't care about us. We were like kind of behind Pro Circuit. You guys are in effect. We had the little right? monster yeah. sticker on our on our bikes, not the big one. So we were back. <laughs> what do you think of your bikes this year? Uh, they were, they were definitely different when I, uh, when I first saw them, but dude, now that, uh, now that we're racing, I think, uh, I think they look awesome. You're talking about the black, right? Yeah. I was kind of surprised. Why would, mo- why would, uh, was that a monster thing Why they did black? I mean, it's, it's Yamaha. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was definitely different. That's why I was kind of kind of uh, surprised at first. But um, yeah, I think uh, you know just working working pretty big time with Monster, and uh, they kind of they kind of talked him into it. Ten four, right? When I first saw the bike, Aaron, I, I I saw the number seven, and it was just a picture. I wasn't at at Anaheim, but I, and I thought 
what you know, like it's a James Stewart something or other, you know, like some satellite team or something. Like, what's the deal? What is that? Is it a joke? And then I remembered that you're number seven, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> has uh, has there been any confusion about uh, you being number seven on a Yamaha? Anybody ever come over and ask for your autograph and take your helmet off and they're surprised? <laughs> I haven't had that at the races uh, yet, but uh, on Instagram I've, I've seen a couple people being like, oh, man, I thought James was back. <laughs> you're like sorry to be such a disappointment guys i'm only the you know the uh the, the 250 national champ yeah <laughs> yeah all right uh sponsor role who you want to uh list out there doctor aaron that was you aaron you're the doctor yeah you're the doctor. Oh, oh i'm the doctor okay. yeah we're merely interns i like that um <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah uh, yamaha um yeah, Hammer Nutrition, uh, Alpine Stars, Thor, uh, Parts Unlimited, um, Ethica, Dunlop, Renthal, uh, Pro Circuit, um, whole family, uh, just everybody. By the way, shout out to all of my doctors who spend as much as a half hour <laughs> with me uh, and then bill the insurance company for an hour. So good job out of my docs. We appreciate that. Is that uh, normal for that? It's an time? honorable profession, and yeah. they've only been doing it forever. And psychiatrists will say, hey, uh, your hour's up. How many psychiatrists are you seeing? Most of them. Yeah, I would and, say so. But, you know, there's still 10 minutes of the hour left to go, and I'm wondering what happens to that. Oh, he has to clarify his notes that he's been scribbling. And How I look, does that make you feel? Well, it's a lot like the drawings you do You're going to get Tony's studio. bill. I, I, I saw it coming. He asked you how you felt. You're going to get a bill from him. You're right. It's during, happening. During the Aaron Plessinger interview, I've, I've written my name in cursive, in block letter. I've shaded it several different times. I've drawn a chicken, a motorcycle, a whoop section, and um, that's it, Aaron. That's what we've, that's what we've accomplished. Yeah, that's why you. we uh, when we I, have you on. Uh, it seems like Tony's kind of straying away from the conversation. He is. Uh, <laughs> People get creative when they talk to me. <laughs> by the way, you can text the keyword pizza right now, get an opportunity to get Tony's most recent autograph. <laughs> text the word pizza right now uh, to 200-200. Yeah. Anyway, so, hey, Aaron, thank you very much, man. Appreciate the time. Best of uh, luck to you, okay? Uh, thank you, all right, Tyler Bowers has been crowned King of Dortmund Supercross. What does that mean for him, and what does it mean for the field? We'll talk about that and more on the other side of the break. You're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. This is John Hopkins, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four-stroke. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT-approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow-rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. (laughs) 
With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. It's a fact. The best you've ridden is the best you know. Until you've ridden Racetech suspension, you haven't experienced the best suspension possible. Racetech is the science of suspension for ATV and UTVs, motocross, freestyle, and stunning, off-road, supermoto, road race, sport bikes, cruisers, touring, and vintage bikes, as well as adventure riding. With gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our G3S Custom Series shocks, you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, this is Flamin' Sammy Halbert of Halbert Brothers Racing, a flat track racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Thank you very much, Slamming Sammy Halbert. Hey, you know, we're going to go off book just a little bit here. Our nation surely will never be able to repay the uh, Navajo Code Talkers. And for those of you who follow any kind of uh, history of our wars that we fought, uh, the Second World War was... Um, in many, in many battles was won because of the Navajo Code Talkers. So I'd like you to take a moment of time, if you would, to remember Alfred Newman. Uh, his entire life was lived in service. That Marine is one of the very last of the Navajo Code Talkers, and we lost him within the last 24. So uh, we appreciate his service and the unique way he served his country. And, man, he was proud to be an American through and through. And um, that's it. We also lost Carol Channing, a friend of mine, Broadway uh, 
big Broadway star. She was uh, the best of the Dollies in the hit Broadway show, Hello, Dolly. So a uh, little bit of sadness there, but none, nonetheless, it's, uh, it's part of what we do and part of who we are. It's called living life and experiencing the ups and the downs. So uh, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. I, uh, perhaps, uh, you know, going to break up may have piqued your interest just a little bit. Well, some of you may have noticed that privateer Tyler Bowers was not competing at round two of Monster Energy AMA Supercross in Glendale, Arizona. Why? Because Bowers was in Germany contesting the final round of the ADAC Supercross Championship in Dortmund. Bowers won the first night on Friday and took second on Saturday. He also won the third night on Sunday to capture the King of Dortmund crown. Uh, Gregory Aranda won the Supercross 1 uh, class on Saturday. French riders Valentin Tillet and Cedric Chibignas uh, finished second and third overall on the weekend. Bowers also captured the ADAC Supercross title for the second straight year. So the reason I bring this up, because we are uh, proud to have in our friendship group the King of Mercy. Sure. Right. And we now also have the the King of, uh, of Dortmund. Dortmund. Yeah, how about that? You know, we dealt with this back... Talking about riders missing way back when, when uh, we started the Tylib team and we had uh, Teddy Mayer racing, he would miss a round and it was like the second or third round, I think, in Arena Cross when it started at the same time as as uh, Supercross did. Teddy would have to take off and for his obligations in Germany. He'd make more money doing this off this overseas race if he'd win yeah. than he would in ten domestic races and we, we've States. heard this from tyler right he's not the only motocross supercrosser doing this no 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 i mean obviously brayton makes piles of money well in the off season there's stacks well stacks of money yeah, yeah you're right he stacks them. he doesn't pile them yeah but um man it's awesome that these guys can make so here's the thing these are one-off races that the promoter is is uh um the they're 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 paying out a lot more than Feld is. And I'm not trying to pick on Feld. Feld, if you look at the purse money, there's a ton of money that they're and paying out. nobody in the stands to speak of. Yeah, right. No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm looking at uh, race picks. Oh, you're talking about overseas right in Dortmund. Yeah. 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 Really? That's not a sold-out show? Uh-uh. I'm no, surprised. Yeah. The promoter's got to be getting the money somewhere, right, Tony? Or they wouldn't... They wouldn't... Well, sponsors, but TV, TV yeah. I, I don't know. But TV. yeah, I mean, they're, they're, the, the thing is, is they're, they're investing in... A guy like Tyler Bowers, who's running around in, you know, mid pack, you know, or or better, we've seen him win races. Flip flops, cut we've off sh- shorts. <laughs> no, no, different guy. Different guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Um, you're probably my weirdest friend, Scott. I am. You are, I, and so I'm proud weird. of it. Let's go on uh, the results. Let's take a look at the results. Anaheim won. Supercross results there in the 450 class. It was Barsha in the number one spot. Kenny Roxon, number two. Eli Tomac, 250 Supercross West results included Colt Nichols in the number one spot. Dylan Fernandez in the number two. And Shane McElrath in the third spot. Supercross Glendale, well, you know, we, we did see a bit of a change up there. Let's talk about it if we can. Supercross Glendale had the 450 results as we speak. In the third spot, Ken Roxon drops down, picks up third. Jason Anderson moves up into the second spot. Blake Baggett 
picked up number one in the 450. And 250 Supercross West results, Adam Cianzarillo in number one, Colt Nichols number two, Shane McElrath in number three. Uh, Tony, did you did either of you? I'm sorry to interrupt you, Scott. Did either of you see uh, the post race interview with Cian Cerullo? I found it very interesting. Uh, he said, "I'm tired of being the guy with uh, I'm tired of being the guy with uh, potential. I want to be the guy with the results." Uh, and it, it looked like a new version of Cian Cerullo. We've we've often said how amazingly fast he can be on any given day. It's been uh, quite a while, so I, I found that interesting to watch. AC's career to me it reminds me of a Robbie Raynard because Robbie was without a doubt. I mean, he'd run Carmichael down and just whoop him on a 125. Nobody else did that. Nobody else did that to Ricky Carmichael. So when when Raynard was injured over and over and over, we never saw Robbie Raynard reach the potential that we knew Robbie Raynard could get. I mean, I back in his Team Green days, his Kawasaki, you know, early Kawasaki days. We thought, oh man, this is it. it just didn't happen. Um, AC has been injured without exception. Yeah, and since the he worst turned parts, pro, worst parts of his of his seasons. It he, seems like yes, like right when he looks like he's about to stretch and really put it on a field is right when he get, has managed to be unfortunately injured. So that being said. You say that it's a new AC. I think I see a more patient AC than than in years past. It seems, and maybe it's just in my head. But watching him, I've 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 seen him try to force the issue. This one, you know, it didn't come to him in, in round one. This one, he did get it. And um, you know, I I think I think he has the potential of being a champion. We certainly want him to be. No, I don't know anybody that doesn't like him. I mean, you. You say his interview is interesting. He's an interesting guy. He's he's intelligent. He's articulate. You know, they put him up in the booth when he's not racing, and he makes better conversation than the people that are doing it full time. I think, and uh, you know, he has a good perspective. I think he has a career. He could have a career in broadcasting. I mean, certainly one want to do a radio show like this. Scott. Everybody else is trying to do. Don't aim so high, you know. Not right out of the. <laughs> not right out of the gate. <laughs> but I think he could. I mean, uh, really, I think he could be a, a regular on NBC or Fox or Mav or wh- whoever's carrying racing. I think it's, yeah. So back to AC, I think that he he is uh, character. I think he has character, and I love to see him win. I hope he does. Man, it, it's so weird that Pro Circuit doesn't. It's still odd to me that Pro Circuit doesn't dominate the 250 class because that was forever. That was the team. And, you know, we come out, we see Yamaha swinging out at first round. You know, this it's Mitch needs a win too. As badly as AC does, Mitch needs a title too. I, I got to believe. They've been doing it a long time, but it's, it's time. I want to see Pro Circuit back up on top. I don't want to see him there forever, maybe. No, uh, no. But I just. I, I see do. a little mixing up at the top. So what are we, uh, you got any plans, Tony, going to any of these races? I'm really trying to make at least one, if not two, Supercrosses happen uh, this season. It's been too long since I've been to one, and I'm realizing that. Yeah, Roman and I are going to, this weekend, we're headed down to um, Texas. We're, Which we, means Roman is driving. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. He totaled my van the last time we I let him drive. Um, taking my vehicle, for sure. But... To who's going to drive is to be determined, but we're going to go down. There's a race at Village Creek. There's 
but there's weather. So our original plan was to go to Three Palms this weekend and ride. Looks like it's going to be cold and rainy, so maybe further north would be better. And then the following weekend, I'm going to be home, and then I'm headed out to the San Diego Supercross. So to answer your question, I'm going to head. I'm going to hit San Diego, and then right after that, the day after, we're heading down to uh, Ensenada in Baja. We're going to ride. You know all about Ensenada, PJ. So, I do. I do. I love the place. Yep. We're going to stay the same place, Las Palmas, and then we ride out of the hotel. We ride over to Mike Sky Ranch, down to San Catin. We're going to take two days to do that. We're going to do uh, spend a day out on the ocean fishing come back and hang out and party at Don Eddie's for another night, and then uh, ride back. It's a long ride, actually, back to Ensenada, and then uh, maybe a night or two in E-Town, and then we're going to head. Actually, I'm going to hit a um, area qualifier for Loretta Lynn's Arizona Cycle Park on the way home is my plan, and uh, hopefully qualify into the old man class again in the plus 40. So that's my plan. And then going forward uh, – I won't hit Minneapolis. Um, I don't care for it. I, I might hit Nashville, actually, if you want to do that Nashville, I would be down for. That's the one I was looking at on the calendar. Is St. Louis still on? I think it nope. is. Nope. It's gone. Nope. So I'll, I can pull up the schedule. But, yeah, if anybody wants to meet us and hang out at any of these, uh, I would allow Which you means to buy. buy me dinner. Yeah, so this is just exactly what I was going to say. If anybody would like to buy me dinner, drinks, that kind of, I don't really drink. but um, Not well. No, not anymore. Not any less. But uh, <laughs> why? What do you? What do you got? <laughs> this is usually my follow up. I hadn't planned on drinking. Why? What do you got? <laughs> but uh, if anybody would like to hang out, that'd be fun. Nashville's a cool town too. That's going to be off the hook. Never been in Nashville that I know of. And it's a great. I mean, you can oh. walk to everything. Everything is walking distance from that arena. Yeah, everything. Is it Broadway? Is that where yep, we hang out? Right on Broadway. It's where I is. I'm assuming. Are they doing it? I guess I don't know the venue. I assumed it was the indoors there. Yeah, it's the the Bridgestone, Mich- the Bridgestone Arena. Yeah, yep. that's where the Nashville Predators NHL team plays. That's where Taylor Swift, when she's in town doing what she does to make millions, uh, she would be playing at uh, the Bridgestone Arena. Big place. They got their own police station, unfortunately. Something to keep in mind before you go in uh, thinking you own the place. I they don't actually, party. I don't, they, they, own, they have their own police station in the arena. <laughs> I have seen the inside of Volusia County Jail have you know? in Daytona, but no, I don't party. It's, How'd uh, that work for you? Not too bad. Yeah. What time was the wake-up call? Four or? Well, it comes I sat with breakfast. The, I said, you know, it's <laughs> your, a long story. Your fresh, cold bologna sandwich. Here's breakfast, bud. I didn't. I was out of there before then. There, it was. Yeah, <laughs> you had to buy your own. I did. Oh, that sucks. How about uh, Clem? Is it Clemson? Is a guest at the White House and uh, McDonald's? Uh, oh, provided I saw all the food. that. Yeah, I know we shouldn't talk politics on the show, but it's not what politics. the heck? It's McDonald's. He bought the Burger Kings. He didn't more buy than it. one. Who bought it? No, the, the, the people donated it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't get it, the fast food thing at the White House. I don't get that. Well, most of the people are on furlough right now that do the the normal cooking. Come on. That's such a stupid... <laughs> that's so, The one thing I would tell you, though... What? You want to look cool? You want to look like a hero? Here it is. Go to... When you go to your Super Bowl party... Yeah. And everybody brings a, a potluck or whatever... Sure. Or a Supercross race, go buy the cheapest cheeseburgers at Burger King and buy a lot of a them. Bag of them, twenty five of them sure. is a ton of food, right? right? White Castle does the Crave case saves you having to order that many. Bingo! White Castle does the Crave. We case. don't have we don't have White Castle here though. 
What is a Crave case consist of? Is it is it 25? 25 or 30, I can never remember. And the, the magic of a White Castle slider is the hole in the middle of the meat. That way the patty gets done all the way. Really? Yeah, that's exactly it. I thought it was the onions that gave me horrible gas in the drive well, home. You know, there is a <laughs> there is a certain combination of events uh, that, and if you put them in the freezer, you really get another look at them because the, everything coagulates and you you can use a chisel. Oh, Why would boys. you freeze them? Oh, because you They're were unable to put them away. You were unable to put them away. My, I had that a roommate good. in Chicago. We had a we had a White Castle right by our condo. <laughs> he would come home every night with a Crave case, and he'd put them in the freezer. And we would say exactly what you said: Why would you freeze those? Speaking of freezing, what's that bike in the back of your truck that's freezing right now? What is oh, that's, that thing? That's uh, it's a re re found its way into my life. A Honda C nineteen seventy five CB two hundred T that I bought. Gosh, if I'm guessing. 12, 15 years ago in eastern Illinois when I was living in Chicago. That's a 200 twin four-stroke? 200, 200 twin four-stroke. Honda didn't make a lot of two-strokes in the 70s. They made dirt bikes, which you're aware of, the uh, CR, the original. Elsinore's. Elsinore's, yeah. But uh, they were primarily a four-stroke company, unlike Honda, or unlike Yamaha and Suzuki and Kawasaki, for that matter. They were really focused on four-strokes, so most of their street bikes were all. So they were the first to say they're not going to build two-strokes strokes ever again yep they were, got the big they've square, always been a four-stroke company got the big square rectangular tank on i'm going to ask both of you guys a question something to think on something to chew on before we get a break and that is if money were not an object and all you were doing is buying something that you desperately wanted to ride what it would it be tony we'll start with you the sand track that i used to poach no, no, for 12 no, no, years no, i'm talking about equipment I'm he, talking about he wants a one two an answer of one two-wheeler Oh, a one motorcycle. Yeah, to to ride. Like Tom Cruise gets a brand new Ducati every year. Yeah, who cares about Tom Cruise and his stupid motorcycles? Well, um, I have them. I have them. I have all the, the bikes. I, I have all the bikes I want. Not I got, nothing out there. I would. I would take the new KTM twelve ninety Super Duke uh, in either R or GT form. Would be just fine. Can that I have would a get Norton? Me in a lot of trouble. Can I have a Norton nine hundred? You don't want that. The new Triumphs now, however, uh, the, night, the, the new Triumphs are actually something you could get the keys to. Do you the, remember when we had Rambo on? Um, yeah, the guy that builds the Nortons, who redoes yeah, the Nortons, puts yeah. everything inside the, the tubes. Is that his real name, you think, Rambo? Yeah, yeah, it is. First or last? You can eat off of his shop floor. But he's old enough that he wasn't named after the movie. No, no, this is his name. <laughs> no, he, was, he was ahead of it, I would have to think. Sure. But there's a lot of guys out there. I mean, Stallone is what, 92, 93? No, he's not. Uh, the other day, he <laughs> he's sho- up there. He showed up at Couture's gym in Vegas, and uh, and he'll just have a, a great time just standing around talking. Maybe he gives a workout in or whatever. But he's become a regular at Couture's gym in Las Vegas. And I think that's pretty cool. But is Couture a regular? He's kind of gym? irregular sometimes, depending mm-hmm. on what he's hunting. But, uh, you know, it's, it's neat because you realize how big a guy he really isn't. He's not a big guy? He's not a big guy. Really? So, you know, that's that's the that's the great lie or the fallacy, if you will. So it was easy to make him look small against the Russian in Rocky oh, yeah. Three. Yeah. Or was it two? I was at its autograph signing of the guy that played the bad, mad Russian, and he wasn't that big either. But when you put him up against Stallone, dude looks huge. It's all about how you shoot the the image. It's kind of like this show. It's it's a very um, <laughs> three. You get three guys with faces for radio, and you can shoot it any way you want. It's oh, just anyway. not a pretty picture. No. 
Tell you what, we'll take quick time out back on the side of the break. You're listening to uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Uh, and they, By the way, we did have a guest scheduled for this section. That would be Ben Kelly. Uh, ben Kelly is in a bad part of the country. Terrible cell phone reception. We'll get him rebooked for another uh, segment on another day. Stay tuned. Back after this, it's Pit Pass. This is Tomas Puerta from Medellin, Colombia, and you're on Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA Closure System race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves at wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle atv snowmobile personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today after 70 years in the business wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno this is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for Riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four-strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT-approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow-rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. 
With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA Closure System race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey, this is Jeremy McGrath, and you're listening to Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. All right, welcome back. Um, this is a portion of the show. We have an option play here, and that is to play a portion of an interview that we have aired on another show. And uh, we hope you enjoy it as much as we did when we did it. And we'll be listening again along with you. Appreciate you tuning in to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Jack? Last year, he finished fourth in the overall standings in the British Supersport Championship with seven podiums and only two points out from an overall podium finish. It is our friend James Raspoli returning to the show. James, what's going on? What's going on, lads? How are we? <laughs> What's happening? Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year's to you guys. Yeah, it's good to be back in the state. When I did come back from the season, it was eight months um, away. So eight months not touching down on U.S. soil was a bit different. I had an accent the whole night. I'm sure you'll catch it. And, you know, like it's been interesting getting acclimated back to the U.S. <laughs> did you have a – did you need a visa? Did you, did your visa expire? Clearly, hopefully not. You made it back. Yeah, not yet, not yet. Well, don't you have a backup, like, American Express card or something you could use? Wrong different. kind of visa. Well, okay. Different, different visas, of, okay, guys. Sorry. But right. thanks Just for playing along. Playing catch-up. Work, work visa. <laughs> yeah, out of sports visa, actually, and expires oh, in, a, yeah. in a month. So you made it back just in time, then. Oh yeah, just in time, man. Just in time. Tell us about lockdown. Tell us about the British Supersport Championship. Man, it was stacked last year. Um, you know, I had to kind of little rough years before then, but I rode for a team called Everquip, and uh, like right away, round two, we got back on the podium after being 24 months off the podium, so that was huge. And then we just put together a solid, uh, solid season. Like we, you know, really kind of just like built up through the year. We had great results ton of fun you know fanfare like the fans over there you know i always tell you guys about the fans over there electric they're amazing um you know we had some good content going out and yeah it, it was a great year and it's a bit of a shame at the moment not to be able to go back um but the team didn't continue and uh so we're kind of a little bit lost at the moment but the series is amazing we had a great great year and it was a bit of a shame. I lost the third in the championship on the last race. It was like torrential downpour. Like it was insane. And I had to get on the podium. I lost, I got fourth by like 0.2 and I lost the third in the championship. But is what it is, right? James, you've uh, you got a long and storied racing career. What uh, it looks like uh, you do have plans for this coming season, though, 2019. Uh, some dirt track plans, is that right? Well, listen, man, it's crazy. It's actually um, my buddy. So I've been doing a couple things on the movies, doing a little bit of stunt work and whatnot from my buddy, Karen Clark, K 
UFC 74, and he's actually going to put together a little program for me for Daytona TT. So kind of being backed a little bit by uh, movie industry for Daytona. Um, but everything's kind of getting thrown together a little bit for the rest of it. We're still waiting on, say, some road race options. But, yeah, we're starting out with, with dirt track. I'm actually getting back on a dirt tracker this weekend at the Corey Texter. I know you got you know those know him. He's promoting his own race, and he's lending me a one of his 2017 Hondas to go and mix it up with the boys at the Winter Throwdown this weekend. It's actually going to be on Fans Choice. Crazy. That's awesome. I wish hey, he'd have called gonna, us. We'd have, we'd have got him on. I'm going to be looking for that on Fans Choice. Thanks for the heads up, James. Listen, listen, I'm, I do want to talk a little bit more about the motion pictures because I know I make a living from them as well or contributes to my living. Um, are you under um, a, a particular union? Did you uh, become a, a member of the stunt union or? Um, um, actually not. No, no. So we're just kind of a specialist at the moment. My buddy, um, Kieran, he's actually he's got his website. I think it's KC74CameraTracking.com. Um, you can see this pretty really really cool um uh, camera bike okay. so pretty much it's a it's a bike that he's created um where that holds a camera it's electric powered uh it's really 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 cool um and so he's kind of brought me on board with him to be able to do some of that stuff um obviously can't talk about the last couple of jobs we've been on but it's really really something unique it's cool it's something a little bit outside the racing world i mean everybody's in racing knows racing is just you know kind of it's crazy all the time it's very competitive it's, you never shut off it's almost sometimes not fun of how this is just something that's kind of opened up it's cool it's different and it's a little bit it's still high pressure but it's uh i would say just a little bit slower you know what i mean you can really sure. use kind of your skills now, there's a whole lot of downtime in filming, but you know, it's it's the it's the big picture. That's when I know my guys are working hard, and it's the close-ups. That's when you know the actor steps in, right, and and takes steals the scene, so to speak. You know, if you look at like Keanu Reeves or or uh, um, Tom Cruise or other guys that you know they put motorcycles and motorcycle action in scenes and in motion pictures, you know, you got to know that ninety percent of the work that you see is done by professionals like you. Yeah, it's 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 dude, it's crazy, like. To be honest, like to actually see how they put together a movie is pretty trippy. Mm-hmm. Like you know, everything's at a sequence. Like you're just kind of there for that shot. You kind of have to follow what they're doing, and it's it's in, it's crazy. If you guys do want to check out the bike, man, it's Kieran-Clark.com. Um, I'll send it over to you, but it's actually a really really cool bike. It's insane how he's actually put it together. Put it on Facebook if you would, and uh, and tag us. Would you put pass? Yeah, yeah, no worries. That'd be awesome. You get your own trailer when you're doing that stuff, you know, like a yeah, like a box box van. Cardboard box, maybe high end one. We're a little rogue unit, dude. We've got a little sprinter. It's bad. It's pretty sweet. It's um, you know, it's all set up. It looks cool. It's uh, you take a few naps in there if you need to. You know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> so you're looking at uh, James going back, or at least uh, you have intentions to get back to BSB. That, as we all know, is a hyper competitive series, uh, in line with all the other national uh, superbike series. No plans or talks about racing in the series you came from, our own Moto America series, or uh, is the door still open? 
the door is still open. Um, you know, there's. I think everybody knows there's limited options in, in Moto America at the moment to be in a competitive seat. Um, so, yeah, we are trying to facilitate that as we speak. Um, but who knows? Um, you know, it's, let's, you know, we can be honest and frank. It's racing's in a tough, tough place all around the world. You know, if you don't have the, you know, top five rides in any of the series, it's pretty bare minimum. Um, and with just being a, caught a little bit off guard, uh, with next, uh, going into next year with, uh, our team just not wanting to continue. Um, as we know, it's a pretty hefty bill. It's kind of left us a little bit on the back foot. So we are a little bit, I wouldn't say scrambling. We've got some good things uh, beyond we can do all these one-off races, you know, ambulance chase a little bit like that. But to actually have a full, but you know, buttoned-up program, uh, we're still just, you know, trying to put those pieces together. I know it sounds a bit cryptic, but um, it's it's this time of year. This Is time of year. Any other rides available out there that you that you turned down, maybe, or just didn't think they were competitive? Dude, I've had plenty of offers, uh, you know, and that's not saying anything, you know, like hawk or anything, but I've had plenty of offers. It's just, I, I want to be like, I went through a couple years where I wasn't on the competitive bike I needed to be, and I really struggled, and, you know, I wasn't performing to what James Respoli, myself, I know I can, or what I've, I've done before, and it was, it really took a hit to the, the old mental cap, and, you know, you start thinking, is it me? Am I just, like, not good enough to do this anymore um but then like last year i got back up on a competitive bike uh and round two back on the podium and competitive pretty much from round five onwards you know every weekend week out um so it's i refuse to get on a bad bike and that's just the simple of it and i refuse to be one of those guys that's gonna you know put up 60 80k you know out of my own pocket or whatever and and, and go ride a you know, I mean, do it that way. You know, if I don't have a big sponsor behind me, I'm not, I'm not doing it. You know, and I'm, I've kind of, I've made a living doing this. You know, I'm 27. I've made a living doing it. I'm not going to go and start not making a living doing it. You know what I mean? If, right. you, if you compare British Supersport and Moto Moto America Supersport, it seems like the the level of the top guys would be pretty similar talent wise, but in the British Supersport field, it seems like it goes way further back. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, I think this year it was a little bit less. Like, when I first came into British Supersport, dude, there was 12 guys within the same second. There was eight guys within the same half a second. I remember it was, like, it was stacked. In 2015, it was, like, an ultra-competitive year with Luke Stapleford, actually, winning that year. Um, we want to thank James Rispoli for joining us last week. For Scott Casper, Ed Kulenkamp, Tony Wink, Roman Avila, PJ Duran, our contributors, Chris Bishop, and Tommy Boy Halverson. And for my wife, Leanne, I'm Jack DeLeon. You're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. We'll see you next week. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Ahem. <clears throat> Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited.
Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.